breath of fresh air. Common sense. Very impressive. He's articulate and he knows exactly what we need. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. Welcome to a special hour of the Herman Kane Show. I'm Scott Slate, hosting live from Atlanta today. Our special guests include our Washington Insider, Jamie Dupree, covering his seventh presidential campaign. Have I got uh, that? I think man? we could even include uh, maybe eight, 1988, but full time seven in a row. You're absolutely right, we'll Scott. We'll give you credit for eight, Mr. Dupree. Got to our senior political analyst, Bill Crame, says I Crane in Atlanta is with us as well. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. I think this is only either my fourth or my fifth. The fourth or fifth. Okay. I, I was counting after you said it, so. <laughs> and, of course, our resident former presidential hopeful, the Herman Cain. Good morning, sir. I feel like I've watched 100 presidential campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> From the inside out. All on this one. <laughs> I have, you listen, no kidding. The reason we're getting together this hour... We've got to talk about the stunning news that came down overnight. I don't know that anybody was really expecting the kind of thing that I heard when I woke up at, uh, with the radio going off at 1.30 this morning. Right. No. And so, with a heavy heart, but with boundless optimism for the long-term future of our nation, we are suspending our campaign. And that is a shortcut for me, meaning we are pulling out. And Herman Cain, uh, let's give the first word to you on this. Uh, did you see this coming? Not this quick. I was shocked. I was stunned. People have been talking about maybe Cruz and Kasich should get out. But the fact that he did it last night when he got really whooped in Indiana, that was a surprise. And then the question became, what about Kasich? And he just made a statement, I think, late this morning that said, He's still going to stay in despite the fact that uh, Senator Cruz got out. But it was a stunner. It was an absolute stunner. And, uh, Jamie Dupree, you've covered, like I said, eight different presidential campaigns. And, boy, this was some real brinksmanship here. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it coming. And uh, do you have any notion why Cruz didn't hang in there a little while well, longer? I think if you look at just the last three weeks, Scott, you can see that Cruz only won two delegates in, in the last seven states. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is not the definition of momentum. Maybe we go back and find, remember when Joe Lieberman ran, he had Joe Mentum when he was losing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, this was Cruz momentum. It was going the wrong way, period, end of sentence. And as we've discussed a number of times, if you're going to stay in the race, I mean, let's be honest, if Cruz had been near to Trump in New York, in Pennsylvania, in Maryland, and other states, and, and you know, lost, but had 40% of the delegates, something like that, he could have stuck around. But the problem is, is that the money wasn't going to be there for him. And as Herman said, he did get whooped last night. Oh, the money. Bill Crane, you've been yes. inside many campaigns along the way. I mean, you, you can't run it on, well, hot air or thin air, can you? No, and I suspect um, his super PAC and the, the major cruise donors were sort of looking to him as Marco Rubio's donors were looking at Florida and John Kasich's donors looked at Ohio. And he had made this the firewall, that Indiana was where the, the turn was mm-hmm. going to come. And it didn't, uh, whether we want to talk about the coalition or if Carly Fiorina was the best pick, I think she was a smart pick for California, but perhaps not for Indiana. And it just, the momentum that Ted Cruz had two and three weeks ago evaporated, starting with New York State primary. And the, the numbers that Donald Trump turned out, not just in those five states that followed, but again last night in the margin, there was not only no path, but there weren't going to be many donors there to fund the path. So his choice was to, to tough it out and to start dipping into his own personal resources, as he did in his Senate campaign in Texas, or go ahead and clear the deck and get out of the way. And, I, you know, I thought he gave a gracious speech, but clearly he did not endorse or release his delegates. He suspended. He did not withdraw. So... Um, there's some healing to do there. If yeah. I may, if I may, Scott. Absolutely. I'd like to get Jamie's take on Governor Kasich. One, 
I know it's got to be a strain on his money. He's just said he's going to stay in. What's your speculation as to what he thinks he'll be able to accomplish? Well, I think the uh, the situation with Kasich would be different in that he has a very small operation, Herman. So I would bet that his money needs are much less than maybe a Cruz or others. Uh, Kasich is actually here in the D.C. area today doing fundraisers. So he actually has some money coming in, supposedly. Uh, one would have to think that, uh, you know, he has no momentum whatsoever. I mean, Cruz only had two delegates in the last seven states. I think Kasich has had maybe ten. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not as like he's ringing the bell either. Right. Uh, I think there will be a lot of people who will look at the governor and say, so you just want to be the VP. Is that it? Uh, and he says he doesn't want to. I, I mean, you know, the joke sort of is, well, Casey's got him right where he wants him now, a one-two race with the two of them. But I really do think that he runs such a low-budget operation, a la sort of a Ron Paul, you know, and, and, and even Santorum four years ago, that you can stick around for longer than others might. Well, is he the shark uh, waiting behind the shrimp boat here at this point, uh, Herman I, Cain or, or Jamie? I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think there's anything he can do to stop Trump. It's just okay. a matter of what he wants, I think, more than anything else. I would agree with that. Um, so none of this twelve thirty seven business anymore. I no, mean, we're not going to have. You know, I, I resisted the uh, the the temptation of the contested convention for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, we are not going to have it now. Donald Trump will clinch. Uh, it might be on June the seventh, but he will get the necessary delegates to win. Any notion, Bill Crane, what uh, what John Kasich is is he really after here? It's very similar to the John McCain campaign back in two thousand and eight, where he's flying, you know, coach and carrying his own luggage. It says as others have said, a very thinly staffed operation, and he's never had the kind of financial support that the front runners, other than Mr. Trump, who's helping self-finance his campaign with loans and has some small donors but no super PACs, um, so it's a lot leaner operation to run. I know he said repeatedly that he has no interest in the vice presidency, but staying on the ballot and staying in this race certainly does put him, in my opinion, in the field of those being discussed. We have to move this now to the discussion of Donald Trump, who is now the presumptive nominee, and it's just like putting on a new suit and getting a new hairstyle. Once the news came down to Ted Cruz, listen to how Donald Trump sounded. I want to uh, thank and congratulate the Republican National Committee and Reince Priebus, who I just spoke to. Uh, he's doing a tremendous job. It's not an easy job when he had 17 egos, and now I guess he's down to one. I don't know. Is there a second? <laughs> is there just one ego that Wright's previous is going to be made, going to be handling here? Well, Herbert, talk about a turn. I mean, that's a turn in tone of voice. It's a turn in it's a turn in the diplomacy inside the Republican Party, don't you think? Absolutely. And I kudos to Reince Priebus for saying outright, Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee at this point, especially since Cruz got out, because it's time for healing. And I think that. Cruz getting out was the beginning of the healing process. We'll have to give him a few days to see what statements he might make, you know, to the public and to the press later. But I think he started the healing process. Let's just hope that many of his supporters, as well as some of these never Trump folk, will also begin to uh accept the reality of who the Republican nominee is going to be. And I really think that in the end, Scott and everybody else, I I think that a lot of Republicans will come home. They will fall back to their party. There will be some who will never vote for Donald Trump. Uh, But I think uh, eight years ago, we were all told by a lot of people who were supposedly very smart, oh, the the divide within the Democrats, it's so big, they'll never win in November. Mm -hmm. Hillary's people will never vote for Barack Obama. You know, it didn't turn out like that. I'm not saying that everybody is going to come back. 
But I just think tend to think there'll be a lot more people voting for Trump now that say, no way, I can't, I won't, I'll never do that. I bet it might be a little different for some of them by November. Uh, Bill Crane, that phone call between Mr. Trump and Mr. Priebus, does that take the, even the hint of a threat of an independent campaign off the table now? I think it did, and I think it also was well-timed to come right behind Senator Cruz's suspension of his campaign to say that you will have the full assets, financial assets, the list, etc., in the near term, and you will be you are the presumptive nominee. It, it sort of clears the cobwebs out, and probably... Though it can't, it's not going to make Donald Trump into a, a diplomat overnight. Reduces the venom and the discussion about the situation being fixed and the convention being controlled by party insiders. That discussion goes away. And one other thing, Scott, mm-hmm. rel- relative to the point that Jamie was making, the reason that some of the Republicans are going to come home. Keep in mind, many of them, especially all members of Congress, are running for re-election. Uh, yeah. And so the top of the ticket, you know, it wouldn't look too good if they are. Uh, on the never Trump bandwagon when they are trying to get elected, uh, if you're in in the House or if you're one of these senators up for re-election, so they're going to bury some hatchets and come home. How, well, I think how, what's really interesting is how disinterested the Trump voters have been so far in getting rid of people in the Congress. We have now had nine states hold their congressional elections, their primaries, mm-hmm. and not one Republican has been defeated as yet. And I find that really remarkable because, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk about how things are not working. Uh, changing just one person, I'm not sure that that's the answer that they're looking for, but that's the way it seems to be. Yeah, and how important is uh, Donald Trump switching to what we will call general election mode? How I- important is that to those down-ticket things you're talking about, keeping Republican control of the House and maybe regaining it in the Senate? Anybody? I, I don't know that Donald Trump can suddenly become the Donald Trump we saw last night without significantly injuring the base that he's assembled which are people who wanted to tell it like it is, speak his mind. I mean, I just, I don't think we've seen the last Donald Trump tweet no. uh, 2 a.m. I, I think it was the right night for him to attempt to set a tone, establish a reach out to, uh, after a very hot morning in, in Indiana and the night before, discussions about uh, Ted Cruz's father and what he might have been doing uh, with uh, John Lee Harvey Oswald in the early 1960s. I mean, there were some pretty strong emotional, personal shots fired back and forth. And so the winner, the, the bigger of the two, generally should be the one who makes that first outreach. He did that. And I give Donald Trump points for that. Uh, I was watching it live, and I did not think he had all of those um, diplomatic bones in him. He obviously does. Well, the ballistic. about Mr. Trump time and time again in this election cycle. So I'm not going to forecast what's going to happen in November, but he does have a lot of other wounds to heal, starting with the GOP donor base and class that he's called out some individually by name whose support he will need to sustain him before he is the official nominee in late July. The attacks on him from Hillary and the super PACs on the Democrat side will start pretty quickly. And Unless he wants to self-finance that, which I don't think he does, he's going to need help responding. Well, he's also going to turn his ballistic narrative on Hillary Clinton now, and less because, you know... I think he may just ignore John Kasich at this point and turn it toward Hillary. And uh, so I think, you know, I think he may set a different tone. I do think that Trump is at risk right now of one big thing, and that is what Bill said. If the Dems come out, all kinds of uh, guns blazing and, and super PAC ads all over the place in key states, and Donald Trump remains silent and does not push back and stays away from ads... 
Uh, that is a that could be a big mistake. Uh, he didn't get burned by that in the GOP race, mm-hmm. but it could be different nationally. That's fascinating. So, I mean, really, it's a timing game now. Between now and the conventions, when things normally settle down, there's a honeymoon period there. Then you the, cannot go to sleep in these next six weeks. You cannot. That is an excellent point. I'm right, Herman. I'm going to write that down. Is that write okay? that down, Scott. Uh, one, one, other, <laughs> one other thing to consider, and this may or may not be a write this down, Shaney B. My moment, but you've got. Senate races, and the, the GOP has the majority of vulnerable seats up, and governor's races, where Donald Trump's face, as opposed to that GOP incumbent, will be who the Democratic challenger is running against. We're seeing it already in Arkansas. We will see it elsewhere. They will attack Donald Trump. Down-ticket races will attack Donald Trump. So in addition to Hillary Clinton and the presidential and super PAC, you will be seeing money spent by parties, state party organizations, and candidates for Senate and governor are going to a try to attempt to tie whoever they're running against to Donald Trump's coattails in a bad way. Yeah, and uh, the and primary challengers. I mean, knowing the state of Georgia, gentlemen. I mean, I, there's an incredible number of primary challengers for incumbents. Is that uh, is that anger pervasive across the rest of the country? As far as yeah, primary challengers, the, the, the distrust the distrust is not related solely to the White House. Jamie is correct. No incumbents are being put out, but the broken trust probably triggered by the 2008 recession, which was so deep for so many across economic strata. People have not regained the trust of government. The economy may have rebounded, but whether we're talking about City Hall, the Gold Dome here in Georgia, or the federal government, people are distrusting. People are angry. People are frustrated with what they perceive to be a crooked, fixed, broken system. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news. And you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. Good, I'm Scott Slade hosting a special hour on the Herman Cain Show with Herman, political analyst Bill Crane, and our Washington Insider, Jamie Dupree. We've got to talk about some of these 101 polls coming up here that shows how Trump would do against Clinton. 1121 Cool Ray Carrier, WSU 24-hour traffic center. Biggest slow zone around town. Still going to be 75 at Cobb North at southbound. There's an earlier northbound crash at the North Loop and southbound still slow construction just cleared at Highway 5. And for Scythe County where you have Silver Elementary up there, 400 northbound still in the left lane construction near Highway 141 that jams you back toward the uh, the Windward Parkway area. Downtown delays still there on the connector 7585 north from uh, the Turner Field area getting up to Freedom Parkway. Doug Turnbull, WSB. Mother's Day is this weekend. Surprise her with something as beautiful, special, and unique as she is. A beautiful Mother's Day gift from Sherry's Berries. Today only. Freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries and one dozen assorted roses for $39.99 plus shipping. Two perfect gifts all from one place. Sherry's Berries come dipped in milk, white, and dark chocolatey goodness. Topped with rich chocolate chips, chopped nuts, and signature swizzles. Dipped berries and a dozen roses. I can't think of a better way to melt mom's heart this Mother's Day. Here's the only way to get this incredible one-day deal. Freshly dipped strawberries plus one dozen assorted roses for $39.99. This is an exclusive offer for my listeners only when you use my code HERMAN. Visit B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in Herman. Go to Barris dot com. Click on the microphone and enter my code Herman. This amazing deal is for today only. And Mother's Day is this weekend. Make sure to order now. Konica, the German shepherd that I rescued, was stinky, skinny, and scrawny, full of skin rashes and scratching. And I started feeding Konica Dynavite, and he became such a happier, itch-free 
stink-free dog that I dug deeper into the website. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. What if in addition to Dynavite, we do the raw beef and the egg diet and see what happens? Forget all these 50-pound bags, the formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits that cost a ton of money anyways. This dog's as close to a wolf as you can get. They're carnivores. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and Super Omega on top of it, it just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Hey, if you're thinking about rescuing a dog, you got to start them out on Dynavite, D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. And the award for Dealer of the Year, North Georgia Replacement Windows. Thank you. We're so humbled to be named the very best window company in America. We focus on the best materials, installation, and most importantly, the best people. Congratulations for winning the coveted Dealer of the Year National Award from Window and Door Magazine. Quality, comfortability, warranty. Deal with the Dealer of the Year. Just call North Georgia Replacement Windows. Yeah. NG windows.com does your basement have water a musty smell discolored walls or mold dave baker home fix it show host here with my all things foundations expert tom de gregorio owner of aquaguard foundation solutions we will transform your basement or crawl space into healthy and usable space trust my guys at aquaguard with their best price guarantee and lifetime nationally backed warranty to permanently keep water out of your home Schedule your free evaluation now at AquaGuard.net. When it comes to your foundation, we've got you covered. AquaGuard! You aren't sleeping if you're snoring. And neither is your partner. Snoring is not normal. Snoring is the number one indicator of sleep apnea. At Sleep Better Georgia, they can help find out if your snoring is sleep apnea. Untreated sleep apnea has been linked to a greater risk of heart disease, stroke, depression, and even erectile dysfunction in men. Sleep Better Georgia can help. CPAP and surgery are not your only options. Sleep Better Georgia is successfully treating sleep apnea with a custom-fitted oral appliance that gently pulls the jaw forward and opens the airway. Sleep Better Georgia works with most medical insurance plans and they'll handle every bit of the paperwork for you. If you snore, you need to call Sleep Better Georgia today at 678-585-6435. That's 678-585-6435. Call now and schedule your no-cost, no-obligation consultation. 678-585-6435 or online at sleepbettergeorgia.com. Hey, Richard Karn here with Christine Polera, and you know what? We know a thing or two about home improvement. I'd say so, Richard, and one of the best ways to improve your home is by updating your old flooring with new flooring, and the best company for that is 50 Floor. 50 Floor makes shopping for new flooring simple and easy. Whether you're looking to update your flooring in your bathroom or your kitchen, family room, or your entire house, call 877-50-FLOOR or go to 50floor.com, and they will bring all the samples to you. A highly qualified flooring professional will go over the features and benefits of each product and guide you to the right selection for your home, in your lighting, with your decor. But I'll tell you, the day of installation is where they truly shine. That's right, Richard. They move all the furniture, take up and haul away the old flooring, install the new flooring, clean up, and leave. Most installations are done in just one day. And now, until the end of the month, it's 50 floors, 60% off sale, where you'll save 60% on all their products. Mention promo code WSB and get an extra $100 off. Call 877-50-FLOOR. Pick up the phone, we'll be knocking at your door. You're listening to a special hour of the Herman Cain Show. I'm Scott Slade, your moderator, along with Herman Cain, political analyst Bill Crane from CSI Crane in Atlanta, and our Washington Insider, Jamie Dupree. 
Well, you'll hear a big flurry of what-if poll numbers here in the very near future, including the new CNN-ORC national poll out this morning. One-on-one matchup shows Hillary Clinton with 54%, Donald Trump with 41%. And uh, Herman, that 13-point number is a number a lot of people will remember for a while until something comes along to change that. Just how flimsy are these numbers this far out? I think they are very flimsy because we've seen these head-to-head Trump versus Hillary polls you know, over the past several months, and they would be all over the place. I think the thing is, when we have several of them that are credible, you start to average them out, and it gives you a better idea. And the other thought on relative to those polls, when Donald Trump and his staff start to highlight Hillary's flaws, I think that's also going to impact those polls as we go further down the road. Anyone else? I think it'll get closer. How close? I don't know. And maybe this is going to be like an old Jesse Helms election, Scott, where we started 45 each and go from there. (laughs) Uh, But I I still believe that a number of people will come back to Trump, even though they are right now saying they'll never vote for him at all. Yeah. Bill Crane, do you buy the number that around 25% of the voters participating in the primaries and the other 75% kick in in the general election? Does that sound about right to you? It's higher than that. This election cycle, I don't know what the final number will be, but I think the primaries will end up be closer to 35%. Scott, Scott, breaking news here. Yes. Um, Looks like from some of my colleagues who are out waiting for Kasich today here in Virginia, uh, he is not going to do his news conference. He will be making a statement today in Columbus at 5 o'clock Eastern. I think that tells us what Governor Kasich will be doing next. Ah, yes. Jamie, thank you so much for punching that through. Stay with us. There's a lot to talk about in this special hour.